When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks, and Desert Island Dicks is just what you're about to listen to, so this is just further proof that you're in the right place. Today we've got the comedian Sakisa just waiting to tell you all about the worst people and things to be stuck on an island with, and she'll be coming up very shortly. Um, What am I going to say? I didn't write any of this down, but you know the deal by now. I usually come on at this point and I say who the guest is, I've done that. Then I will say something like... um, Please get in touch with us, dickspod.com slash contact, and tell us your picks for the worst people and things imaginable to be stuck on an island with, and then we could feature yours in our spin-off podcast, Compact Dicks. So do that, please. That would be nice. I'm really tired. That's why I'm rambling so much. Also, uh, we would appreciate your support. We would like you to give us a little rating and a review, and do subscribe, please. That would be really nice. Uh, it would make a small podcast very very happy um i think that's it look i'm just gonna keep it brief today let's get into it it's sakisa on desert island dicks Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and writer Sakisa. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm watching this beautiful day we've got outside while I sit indoors and uh, work away. So, yeah. yeah, it's a lovely day. The sun is out. I cannot wait for spring because we're going to be free soon. We yeah. are going to be free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic because a part of me is like, God, I can't believe I'm stuck at home doing work on a lovely day like this. But then I was like, I'd rather look outside and see sunshine while I'm working than see rain constantly because that just sort of exactly. compounds the feelings. I'm I'm feeling upbeat and I mean how are you feeling today you feeling like I mean obviously I'm about to ask you about the worst things and people in your world so uh you know are you, are you feeling in a good frame of mind for this sort of discussion or I'm, I'm ready to bitch about some people um it's good it's sometimes I feel like it's good to have that opportunity to say things that you don't like mm. uh because it's very rare for me to do that uh I'm quite a positive person so I do like a bit of like gossip, but like bitching about people mm. is not something I'm not often doing. But I'm quite excited to do. <laughs> Good, okay. So this can be a little sort of safety valve to just release a little bit of pent up anger, and you can carry on being a nice person for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's like therapy just for an hour. Great, great. Well, uh, well, let's dive <laughs> straight in then. Who's going to be the first person joining you on your island? Um, the first person that I've picked is Bear Grylls. Okay, yes, Bear Grylls. What about him do you hate particularly? I just I just hate the fact he's he seems like a lovely person. I'm not don't get me wrong, he seems like a lovely person. But I hate the fact he's very much into like making people work <laughs> for survival. <laughs> They're just like I I mean, I watched a couple of his like shows and like when he tried to get Barack Obama to like your survival lesson and it was just like mm. leave him alone he is the president <laughs> yeah stop making him chop up wood and eat weird things it's like mm. it will be like who wants to be a celebrity 24 hours a day yeah. and i don't want that on an island i just want to enjoy the time <laughs> yeah, and like enjoy the sun <laughs> <laughs> i think the one with barack obama as well it's like look if barack obama crashes in the wilderness He's going to be surrounded by a shitload of people that are going to be okay at surviving with him. Yeah. You know, even if it's a bad crash, like, there's going to be so many security around him that, like, at least two of them are going to survive. And they'll know enough, I would have thought. To, exactly. Unless they're just sort of like the kind of American security that just shoot everything, but they actually have the sort of 
actual survival skills. But I think he'll be okay. He can always eat them if it comes to it. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like with Bear Grylls, he would be teaching us, like, the ins and outs of, like, how to, like, roast the body. And you're like, you don't want to know that. (laughs) That's so gross. You just want to have some fun. Like, my island, I envision it to be all about fun and having a party. And, like, if things go wrong, then we're all in it together. I feel like Bear Grylls would be very much making us work all the time and I was like no I just want to have some fun <laughs> yeah I like that outlook on him yeah I think because um... I know some people will think he's the best person to have on an island mm. but I'm like no he's probably the worst <laughs> Do you know what? No, I've learned from doing this that people absolutely hate Bear Grylls. Like, I, I didn't have opinion, an opinion on him either way, really. I just thought he was kind of just a guy on telly. But, like, people very passionately dislike Bear Grylls, I can see. And I think, like, I, one thing I think about him is, like, you've got survival skills, but whenever I've seen a programme with him, he's always talking about the importance of keeping up morale, which I get, obviously, in a survival situation. But I really think that his style of morale would be very different from mine. Like, you know, my idea of a good time would just be like sitting around a campfire, just talking shit. But he'd want to sort of like add some sort of kumbaya singing in that. And I'm like, bear, leave it. Not now. He's like, no, but it's important for morale. I'm like, it's not helping my morale, bear. Exactly. And he'd just sort of insist to the point where it's actually like quite draining on your morale. Like, Yeah, I, f- I feel like after, I f- maybe like I think after day five, you would want to end up killing Bear Grylls and mm. eating his body. I feel like that's the way it would go because yeah. he. I feel like he would be very much in your face. Why are we not doing this? Let's chop some trees. Oh, look, there's a new species of bird. Mm. Oh, look, there's a new set of insects that we haven't seen before. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> And I think as well, like, you'd be kind of trying to do stuff yourself a bit after a while. And, like, because, you, you know, you you might not want to let... You sort of basically want him to do everything. But he'd probably insist that, you know, he can't do everything. Because, you know, mm. you've all got to keep fit and active and keep your mind healthy. So you'd be trying to do stuff. And he'd come over and be like, oh, okay, so you're uh, you're building the shelter. Um, I find a good way of doing that is to... And you're like, oh, fuck it. Well, just do it. I don't care. Just do it then. Yeah. Like, but don't like, look over my shoulder. Ah, oh, but you've got to learn. You know, like when you're young and you ask your parents for help with your homework and what yeah. you want them to do is just tell you all the answers so you can go and watch telly. But they're like, no, no, no. You've got to learn how to... I'll sit in there. i to do it this way. Yeah, I'm going to work it out with you so that you're learning. You're like, just tell me the just fucking answers. Just do it. Answers. Yeah. I think it's going to be. You say that when you you say that like um, when we were young. My mum still does that now. (laughs) (laughs) My mum is very much like one of those people. This is like, oh, you need you need to be doing this. Have you picked up your phone? Have you got your keys? What's going on with your hair? Don't wear that piece of clothing. I'm like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. You know what? My mum. I mean, she was an English teacher for years, so she's constantly correcting my my language, and then once I think she was helping babysit while I went to a wedding and I came back quite pissed and she was like I think you should go to bed I was like mum I'm 39 and it's half past eight (laughs) (laughs) so you know I I, I know what you're talking about okay so Bear Grylls is going to join you on the island then and um, anything else on Bear before we move on I just like I said I think he seems like he's a lovely person but watching everything that he does like, if I was a man, I would hate him because <laughs> he just seemed like the alpha man mm. in a weird way. And I just feel like he's a bit of a show off. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop showing off your skills. Like, can, is there anything that you can't do wrong? He just seems too much of a perfectionist. And I don't like perfectionists. Yeah. I just, I need something to go wrong so I can tell that you're human. Maybe he's a robot. Maybe. It would make sense, I think. That's why he doesn't, he, he manages to eat all that weird crap and doesn't seem to flinch too much. It's, yeah, like eating mud and like, I don't need all of that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that people dislike him so much, but they don't like the equivalents like Ray Mears. People don't seem to have a big problem with him because there's there yeah. doesn't seem to be an arrogance behind it. Like, he would genuinely sort of want everyone to learn the same. Whereas I think Bear Grylls, there'll be a sort of... I don't know, there's just... It feels like something's going on in the background. Yeah, I feel like someone's controlling Bear Grylls. Mm. That's how it feels like. Yeah. There's a machine or, like... There's a higher power. I feel like this is turning into like a waffle. <laughs> like, I do feel like he he can't be this perfect. And I want to know what is what is so wrong with Bear Grylls. Like, there has to be something wrong with him. Mm. 
he just can't be that perfect. Yeah. And I just think him on the island, he would get on my nerves. Yeah. And when I just want to have a sleep until four o'clock in the afternoon or just lay on the beach and watch the lovely sunset, he'd be asking me to, like, mm. make the fire, cook some food, learn how to open up a coconut. I'm like, I'm from Barbados. I know how to do all of this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Nice. Well, good argument on Bear. So he's going to join you on the uh, on the island. Um, who else is going to join you? Who's your next choice? Well, it's actually weird that you mentioned that your mum is an English teacher because <laughs> I wanted to put on my English teacher. Fair enough, yeah. From school. Yeah, go for it. Um, I don't know if I can, can I name her? If you're comfortable with it. Uh, I'll give her the abbreviations. Okay, let's I'll do that. I'll do the abbreviations because I've recently found out that my cousin, mm. who is going to be 11 this year, is going to the same secondary school that I went to. Okay. And that how this teacher, who was the head when I left, is still the head of English. Oh, no. And this is like 20 years ago. So I'm yeah. just like, how do, how do I? Yeah. No, I'm not that old. 15 years ago. <laughs> so you're in an awkward position where you kind of partly want to warn your cousin, but also partly don't want to, like, scare them before they go to this. Yeah, story. exactly. Yeah. So it's Miss LJ. Okay. Which is good. Miss LJ. She was so <laughs> annoying. Like, she made us read Hands May Tell at school. Mm -hmm. And that was before, obviously, it was a TV show. And I just could never get into the book. Yeah. And then I think she caught on this. And then one day she made me read out a chapter to the whole class. Oh, and I can't, I'm not good at reading out aloud. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be like tested for this lecture. So I can't even say the word. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be tested, but as an adult, it's expensive. Mm. But I, I didn't clock when I was younger that maybe that was what it was. But she would always make me read out loud and I hated it. And I remember reading out like this chapter and I just couldn't get past the word and it just was getting on my nerves to the point where I just ended up in tears in the class. And I just hated her so much after that because I just felt quite obviously embarrassed as a kid yeah. to like have that happen in front of everyone else. But she was so annoying and she was so, fair enough, she's enthusiastic about reading in English, fair enough, because she is an English teacher. But she, she was just so annoying and she took up half the classroom. And, <laughs> and she would wear the weirdest like, clothes that looked like they were from the 1930s <laughs> and one day that she said that bambi was a sex whore what yeah uh, uh, bambi. it came out of nowhere yeah bambi because we were talking about yeah the deer we were talking about women um in literature and out of nowhere she was like oh yeah like even back in uh back in the old days women were still portrayed as nothing as, as sexualized look at bambi bambi's a sex whore sorry what <laughs> wow well i mean to be fair i often hear blokes talking about that going oh you know that bambi Whoa, I mean, <laughs> if i was a deer you know yeah and i was just like you're talking about bambi right you're not talking about cinderella or Stephen <laughs> beauty or bell you're not talking about one of them. you're talking about bambi wow. it was just so random wow that is mad yeah I, it's such a sort of trick like Obviously, with teachers, it's like, you know, sometimes you've got to put people out of their comfort zone and sort of, like, learn learn to sort of, I don't know, be put on the spot and read out loud and stuff. But, like, I imagine as a teacher, it's quite important to be able to gauge, you know, the comfort level of your students and kind of adapt your stuff. You know, like, if someone's clearly uncomfortable with it, it's like, well, okay, sometimes making people do something a bit more can get you past that. But if it's happening again and again, you're still making them do it. It's like, just read the room a bit, you know? Yeah! And like, and and you know even if you're doing it deliberately to piss them off it's like it's such a mortifying way to sort of have to i don't know to do like even like i'm you know i'm comfortable reading in front of people but i still don't find it that comfortable when i'm like when i was in school you know because it's like such a i don't know it's just such a skin crawling thing to do especially when you like can't get past like i, re I remember words like words will process in my head but they just don't come out my mouth mm. And it's it's so 
weird when you're a kid to like be forced to read certain books that you just are not interested in like who cares about of mice and men no one cares about that <laughs> like what like he broke he broke what was it a mouse or yeah do you know what i haven't read it i think this thing a mouse is it he killed a mouse or he something? snapped some he snapped someone's head and then he snapped a woman's head it was just like okay domestic abuse <laughs> i don't know what like it Certain books as a kid, when you're like 11 to like 15, 16 years old, you just don't like, why can't we just read comic books? Mm. That would have been educational. Yeah. But that's, the thing is, like, do you ever have it? I, I remember at school, like, you know, when there's like different classes and they had to read different things, even though they're the same age as you, like sometimes it'd be like the next class in the same year would like be reading a much more interesting book. And you're like, wait, why don't you have to read this shit? And it's like, oh, the teacher picked this one. And you're like the fuck like i'm reading you know like i know my mum was bad for this because i remember her she was like the only teacher that still made her students read chaucer which is like you know pre-shakespeare like you try and read it and it's like oh my god i have no idea what's going on in this like I, yes I, like i can barely understand shakespeare that well but it's chaucer and i was like mum students are gonna hate you for this because they could be reading to kill a mockingbird or something instead of yeah. this and you're making we them read, read this it's yeah. impossible she made us read chaucer and i was like i have no idea what's going on it felt like it was like justice league the first one in 2017 like i had no idea what was going <laughs> on like that's how i felt reading this book yeah. like what is can someone give me a subplot mm. what is, and you just it's weird when you have to read something and you just don't understand it and you tried reading it again and you're like i still don't understand it like this is not my time no no i know <laughs> It's, uh, but you must have got it bad because obviously your mum is an English teacher. So did you? Did your mum have to like give you extra education at home? Like was she trying well, to impose on you more books? Well, do you know what? I don't know. Well, it's weird with me. Like she'd have a go at me a lot for not reading very much. I'm so I'm also I'm dyslexic as well. But um, I think because of having her constantly badgering me, I'm like I'm actually all right at the sort of reading and grammar and spelling and stuff. But when mm. it comes to like reading Shakespeare, my brain does not process it at all. Like anything that's like quite complicated to to yeah. read, like you know, a uni or something, if there's like really long, difficult sentences, that's really tricky. So it sort of didn't add up a lot of the time. You know what I mean? I kind of quite liked it, but some of it I'm like how can I feel thick today, but not that, you know, like I'm really good at yeah. this, but I'm not good at that. And surely it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, my mum loves Shakespeare and she used to try and like get me to go, like get me to love him too, which is, you know, fair enough. Enough people have loved him over the years that there must be something in it, right? Do you know, I'm not going to say it's shit. I'm just going to say not for me. So she used yeah. to take me to go and see loads of plays and I hated it. Like I would get so bored and I didn't understand anything. And I remember like, you know, there's an intermission, but it's sometimes like, I don't know, it'd feel like two hours to an intermission and you come back in, it's like another hour and a half. And when you're young, it goes on forever. And I remember once yeah. being so bored that, you know, when you like close your eyes and you press on your eyelids until you see funny patterns. <laughs> I was just, do, like... just doing that for something to do because I was so like excruciatingly bored. So you're like, what colors can I create today? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, this 11 year old sort of like tripping. That's the closest you can get. But um... yeah, I just, I just hated reading. It was just not my thing. And I think like I'm a doer, like I learn things from action. And repeating it rather than reading yeah so i to be honest i don't know how i've got so far in like education because i hated reading and i think it's because i managed to like figure out ways of it of like seeing pictures mm. and like doing it that way that i managed to like with our english exams i had to draw pictures in order for me to like get them ingrained in my head yeah. so even though i did get an a i'm not saying it's because of miss lj no, no. <laughs> it's not because of her but i think that's that's the difficult thing isn't it because it's like everyone learns in different ways and like, often people only discover they like learning when they find something that they can discover themselves in a way that they can learn themselves you know and it's like that's sort of the thing about teachers is you've got to also recognize that and like you can have two so you know like one year at school you know, you might love history and the next year you get a different teacher and suddenly it's your, your, the subject you hate mm. the most because it matters so much. There's so much scope for them just destroying your life and like, you know, making you just dread Tuesdays because that's the day you have like double maths or whatever it is that you yeah. hate, you know. Um, I just think her on the island would just 
be horrendous because she'll just bring all these books where I'm just like, I've downloaded all the films on my iPad. I'm just going to watch them. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just be like, no, we need to read the books. I'm like, no, I will watch them. Thank you very much. <laughs> Obviously, like, curriculum has changed over the years, mm. and it seems to have got more fun. They just need to put comic books in the curriculum, yeah. and I think it will just be a little bit more better. Yeah, why not? And also, I just think you on an island with someone who used to be your teacher is always going to be a recipe for disaster because, like, it doesn't matter, like, it's like, you know, if you grow up and then you see an old teacher somewhere public, like a supermarket, it's really hard not to call them by their, like, teacher name. You know, say, oh, hello, Mr. Jenkins yeah. or whatever. And even if they say, no, 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 call me Steve, you're like, nah, you're all right. No. You know, or like there'd be the one teacher at school, like the art teacher, you'd be like, oh, call me Yasmin. And you're like, oh, no, I don't know. I uh, can't I just call you Miss whatever. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. you know. And you're, you're going to carry that through onto the island, even though it's like your life is depending on all getting along together. It's still yeah, going to be like hard. Yeah, you don't want to have to like sit on an island and have to be formal with everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, can we just have a little bit of fun, please? I don't have to be going, hey, Miss LJ, can I have a drink of water, please? Can I have a bathroom break, please? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, um, we'll move on then. Who's going to be the third person joining the three of you? Okay, the third one that's joining the island, who I think deserves to be on the island, is even though we've never met this person, or probably will never have met this person, they they totally deserve to be on the island. Mariah Carey. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. And uh, what is it in particular about Mariah? She's a diva. Yeah. <laughs> And I, uh, I wouldn't call myself a diva. I just like to say that I'm very picky about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like to have fun. And I don't want it to be the Mariah Carey Island where she's very much like, ah, <laughs> all the time, trying to hit octaves that she can't hit anymore. <laughs> like, she'll have, like, 25 people running around her mm. just to hold her dress or something yeah. stupid. Like, I don't want all the attention on Mariah Carey. I want it to be equally spread out amongst everyone. And I just think it will just be so dramatised, everything. Yeah. And she'll be having someone, like, have given her, like, strawing her a coconut milk on the side, someone doing her a pedicure mm. after killing a bird or something and, like, taking out parrots like colours from the wings. Mm. I just think it would just be so much of a diva fest and it would just turn into an indoor concert. <laughs> and I just don't want to hear Mariah Carey sing. No, no, I, I just think of all the... I mean, she really is a sort of, like, the figurehead, isn't she, of, like diva musicians in sort of especially in like r&b and stuff like yeah i i sort of expect any musician who's reached that level even if they seem nice on the surface to be quite hard work just because they've had years and years of people doing a lot of stuff for them so it's kind of difficult to decondition yourself from that but i think some people seem like that would be more of a unconscious thing than others you know where she feels like it feels like she's consciously just dived headfirst into that role of being like very very high maintenance and difficult to sort of hang out with. yeah i just think she i think she does it on purpose like she's trying to be a dick Mm. on purpose like she knows she can get away with it Mm. so she's like you know what i want 2500 pizzas that's her (laughs) vibe like she wants nando's but 25 of the pieces of chicken need to be hot 25 need to be lemon and herb like that specific yeah. like make sure the chicken was left-handed yeah like she'll ask for ridiculous things that is just untangible yeah. and and it would just be unbearable to live on an island with her where her range is still just going off all the time <laughs> like her just trying to really because obviously her christmas song is a song that is always played every single mm. year and I want it to get to a point where it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can we stop playing this song, please? Yeah. <laughs> because it's always playing. And I'm just like, with Mariah Carey nowadays, I just feel like she's trying to relive a career that's never going to be the same again. Yeah. And I just think that's what's going to, that island's going to be, is just her trying to relive this career. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, 
I don't know. I remember watching her episode of Cribs years ago, and I she just seems quite mad, just a bit odd as well. You know, like there's a really awkward bit. I remember she was like, "Oh yeah, this is my hot tub," and then she has to get in the hot tub. Obviously, she doesn't want to be naked, so she has to put like a towel on, and it's like. Well, if you wanted to get in the hot tub, wouldn't you just wear a bikini or something if you had to show people that you had a hot tub? But she sort of like has yeah. to show that she's got one and that she's naked. But she's people don't get in a hot tub wearing a towel. And there were just loads of weird things like that. Or like she had like a whole a whole room that was just like a beauty salon. It was like, but I mean, you've got a massive house. Surely your bedroom's big enough to get your hair done. Like, why do you need a whole room? Yeah. You know, I mean. She's just got too much money. Yeah. I remember that episode of Cribs. And I, I do remember this being like, I don't like you. I really don't like you. And then she got married to Nick Cannon off the whim. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Mm. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then she had her film Glitter, which bombed really badly. Like, I never saw it, but I knew it bombed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just like, no, Mariah Carey. And then you just see her on stage now. And she's like nearly 50. Or she must be 50. Maybe she is 50, but she's like, she must be nearly 50. I don't thought she's probably beyond 50, yeah. Yeah, but she's always, she's always trying to, like, fit herself in to these tight clothes. Mm. And I'm like... No, leave it to the youngsters. <laughs> Put yourself in some jeans. Mm. No one cares. And then her, like, trying to do runs that she can't do anymore. Having, like, I feel like she'll just carry on the island, like, a tape recorder or, like, a CD recorder so she can, like, mime her songs <laughs> because she can't do them justice anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of you see people with entourages and stuff and like i've heard stories about people working with her just sort of go you know like her entourage becomes so such a thing and she's got so many demands that people are second guessing her to the point when they're like hmm wait what time's the interview no she's going to need to eat before that and like people are even in the background figuring out what time she's going to eat and because they're so scared of her i just think the idea of like having to work with mariah carey is so scary that being stuck with her forever even if, you know, you don't have anything to plan for. You've got no schedule or anything. She's got nowhere to be or dates in the diary. But still, the logistics of just living with Mariah, I think, would just be horrendous. Yeah, I think, if anything, it will get to a point where Bear Grill has to kill Mariah Carey. Yeah. And then we will use the books from Miss LJ to make a campfire to roast her book. <laughs> Okay, well you've got it all worked out then. So that seems pretty pretty wrapped up. So fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Well, my face just says it all. It's blue cheese and tomato juice. <laughs> OK, all right. Which one should we take down first? Let's talk about the cheese. Okay. I don't understand mm. cheese in general. Like, I have this big thing that I don't understand what's wrong with Margetta. Right, okay. But people are quite obsessed with cheese. Mm. But blue cheese, out of them all, is the worst one. <laughs> it's mould. Yeah. Like, we eat... Well, not me, because I don't eat that. But mould. People are eating mould. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. I just, I, and then people try and put blue cheese sauce with chicken wings. And I'm like, no, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> don't destroy a good, perfectly fit chicken with some mould. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just something that looks like it was found under a rock or like on the side of a tree. It's a weird thing. Now, I'm not a fussy man. I, I can, I can eat blue cheese. But even as I do it, I kind of have to question how the fuck this is acceptable like you know i suppose at least now there's a thing where like we know it's just a cheese we know it's okay to eat but the first person didn't so someone someone like pushed the envelope with that like someone saw a cheese saw it go bad and they went yeah i'm gonna eat it like jeff don't eat that like it's it's blue man it's got yeah. blue veins in it wait no no fuck it i'm gonna do it it's like dude you're drunk 
like just throw it away and then he did it and and also like you know i can eat it but it's not until i was a grown-up you know it took me a while of just going what the fuck is this and then sort of gradually going in like even the smell is horrendous like you can smell it from a mile off and i don't like it feels like it's like made in like some weird factory (laughs) where everyone is quarantined (laughs) i I feel like it could be used to like test people's sense of smell oh yeah definitely do you have a bad sense of smell (laughs) here's some blue cheese Mm. I, it's just so disgusting like the smell of it just literally makes me gag <laughs> like i'm so disgusted by it and it's like you say it's like if you was younger and you saw this your mum would be like don't touch that that's disgusting yeah, yeah. like don't eat that I, like, I don't get it with foods like that like they're okay like you see it sometimes with like salamis and stuff and they're just like hung up and just left for like a year and you're like why does that work but other stuff other meat if you did that would just be incredibly fuck you know just be wrong <laughs> yeah. so i don't really get that and also like it can be so expensive mm. someone i used to date bought blue cheese and they spent 20 pounds on it right yeah yeah and i'm like on cheese <laughs> we're spending money on like go to iceland for god's sake <laughs> it is a pound <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i've said this before i had like two friends used to live together and one of them was a vegetarian so at christmas he was like, oh, most of the good stuff at Christmas is like meat based. So he'd get a bit bored. So his treat to himself was like cheeses. He loved cheeses. So he'd buy like loads of different. So one year he bought like 21 different cheeses for himself. And he said it was the year James Brown died because he did a 21 cheese salute and put 21 different cheeses on <laughs> on one cracker. And that was his tribute to James Brown. And then the next year he was like, how do I outdo that? And he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy one massive Stilton. And that was his treat. But our other friend, Jim, who he lived with, hated it so much he forced him to keep it out in the shed. So every time he wanted some of his cheese, he had to like go down the garden, get some out the shed and then come back in. So he like, oh properly, like you say, like quarantine like he had like he made him quarantine he's like i'm not having that in my house like i don't understand people's fascination with cheese in general mm. like it's like christmas people will stack like like you say 21 cheeses and just eat that and like on a menu in a restaurant there's cheese as a starter mm. and then cheese as dessert oh yeah i never thought of that <laughs> I, do, I don't understand the concept yeah. why is there so much cheese on the plate and a cheese platter or cheese board just don't understand it it's cheese mm. and people are like mm, it's lovely it's moist i'm like no <laughs> it's cheese <laughs> and on a desert island it's really i mean like even if you like it it's just the last thing you want want to be dealing with there basically yeah it's so nasty i can i can't i literally cannot tell you how bad whenever i get like a chicken wing and they try and give me a blue cheese sauce with it. And I'm like, who do you think I am? (laughs) No, take this away. (laughs) Give me a barbecue sauce, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair play. And then uh, tomato juice is is your drink choice as well then? Yes. Oh, so in general, Mm. I don't like tomatoes, but obviously ketchup Mm. is a winner. You've got to have ketchup and everything. But tomato juice? No. No. Like, it's disgusting. It tastes rank. It tastes like... It It looks like something's come out of you, mm. number one. <laughs> but then it tastes like... I, I can't even, like, describe it. It tastes like someone's thrown up, mixed it in with, like, like Tabasco sauce mm. or something like that. Just mixed it in with Tabasco And then plumped it back out so to drink again mm. so you can throw it back up that's how it looks and that's how it tastes it just tastes so nasty it just hasn't it has probably the worst taste i remember drink someone said to me try this and i was like i've seen doc cotton do this all the time on these senders i could do this had had a sip and then i literally just spat it in someone's face <laughs> by accident it was so bad <laughs> I don't know how people drink it. See, you know what? So um, I'm very happy to uh, put this on the island with you, but I think I'm probably the absolute opposite because I like everything tomato-y except ketchup. So I'm like, we're (gasps) polar opposites on this. But I do understand why people don't like tomato juice. I I can understand it. I think even when I'm enjoying it, I still like, there's something about the way it runs down the glass, you know, like it leaves a... It leaves that thing like yeah it's like a slug yeah it leaves like a trail down the side and that i kind of wish like 
I mean, it would definitely be improved if it didn't do that. Because you see it at the <laughs> end and you're like, hmm. And it's not something you can have too many of, you know, like with Bloody Marys and stuff. You're like Maybe like two is the limit. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that to themselves for like brunch and breakfast, have a Bloody Mary. Like, what does it do for you? It just, it with a celery stick in it, like, oh, yeah. God, no. Like, it's just... I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Barbados and I'm, that's just not our thing. We're just very much like rum, oranges, pineapple, guava, yeah. yeah. Tomato, no. Why would you do that? Yeah, again, <laughs> on a, like a desert setting or, yeah, you know, like a lovely tropical island like Barbados. I think, um, yeah, it's not, it's not really what... I mean, I have been to Barbados and at no point did I feel like a tomato juice. So, you know, like, no, it doesn't make sense do. in that setting. And on a desert island... You know, even though I like it, I don't think it would it it wouldn't do anything for me. Like I wouldn't be sort of going, oh, at least there's all this tomato juice left. You know, like in other settings, I might be quite pleased to see it, but um, not on a desert island. Yeah, no, with like a, with some blue cheese and some like slug like tomato <laughs> juice. No, thank you. You can keep that. Yeah, yeah it's a bad meal. Okay. Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? So my least favourite song is Someone You Loved by Lewis Capaldi. I think I'm pronouncing the surname. Capaldi, yeah. Capaldi? Yeah. yeah. Mainly because it was, it's like the UK's number one record of like 2019. Mm. And it literally was everywhere, everywhere. But also, I don't think it's as good as a song as everyone thinks it is. No, no. It, I don't understand the hype. And to be honest, there's been quite a few songs over the last like five years that have been like continuously number one or top of the charts. Mm. And I don't understand why. And I think it's because of the change of our, like, system of how we rank songs nowadays. Because everything's now downloads rather than CD buying and stuff like that. But, like, for example, like, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd has been on, like, the top five billboards in America for, like, a year now. And I'm like, Mm. it's not that great. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if it's, like, because, you know, like, what's it? When a load of people getting upset about the proms that they weren't going to sing, I don't know, whichever song it was, like Rule Britannia or something, and they all go, oh, this yeah. is outrageous, we're going to get it to number one. And they did quite easily, just because everyone's just on Spotify and no one's really buying music that much. So it's like, I think it's not this sort of like, God, everyone loves this song right now. You know, like when we were young and it was like wet, wet, wet for like months on end, you know. Yeah. I think now it's just like, it's just a weird like, Oh, right. Some people are listening to this a lot. You know, like whoever's still yeah. buying CDs is listening to this a lot. Yeah, Lewis Capaldi, it's quite a sort of, um, it's very downbeat, isn't it? It's quite sort of... It's very depressing. It's very... It's... I Obviously, it's a love song, but it's just not a, my kind of love song. Mm. It's not like if someone played that for me as like a dedication, I would be like, are you right? Is everything OK? Yeah. Do you, do you want to call someone? Yeah. But. I just don't see how like people were like I play this at weddings. I'm like no, don't, no way. don't <laughs> ruin someone's special day. Exactly. My other thing is that that one song, like I'm sure he's lovely. I've mm. heard he's lovely, but that one song has like made it seem like he's the best songwriter or artist ever. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's just the one song. <laughs> There's just a constant stream of these sort of like young white singer-songwriters and it'll be Lewis Capaldi and before that you've got Ed Sheeran and then there's like the guy with the deep voice and there's the guy with the hat and one plays the piano but one plays the guitar and one's got like a synth and it's like oh for fuck's sake it's just like you can just see the music industry just like pushing them out yeah. in some laboratory somewhere going like what about this one this one's not very good looking but he's got a, the voice of an angel <laughs> this one is good looking but his voice is a bit more average yeah. but he's got a hat you know and it's like Fucking hell, <laughs> you know, like it's so boring. And um, like, they are, yeah, you're right, they are. Put, I didn't realize that until you just said that, but they are like, yeah, whipping like them out, and it, like they're every all singing year love there's songs. another one, yeah. Every year, there's another one, and then, like, and then after like two years, they won't have done anything for a bit, and then they come back, and it's like, oh, I forgot about that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, but now he's like, now he's you know, he's grown up, now he's like 
I don't know, now he's considered like established, you know, he's like like a veteran of the music industry. So, oh, let's have a look at him again. And I just, it's all quite boring. It's something like with someone like Lewis Capaldi, it's like quite dirgy, slow, dull love songs. And then people go, oh yeah, but he's been on this really funny spout on Twitter with one of the Gallaghers or like, yeah, but if you hear him in interviews, he's really entertaining. And it's like, well, James Blunt's funny on Twitter, but his music's still fucking shit. And like, <laughs> you know, like, what does it say on his CV? It says musician, and he's not good at that. So, like, obviously, I'd rather that, you know, if I have to listen to this guy on the radio all day, it probably does make it better knowing that in real life he'd be okay. Yeah. But why isn't his music okay as well? Yeah, but I, I honestly feel like the song is just, like, a revamped, remixed version of, like, an Ed Sheeran, Gary Barlow type of song and it's just like yeah can we stop tuning out the same type of songs like someone puts out a love song or heartbreak song and it's automatically everyone's like oh it's great it's amazing and then it just on air on playlists or like you turned up you couldn't turn on the radio without hearing this song mm. and it just got to a point where i was just like okay no more radio <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, wait a minute, I've just realised I live in 2021 and I can listen to literally anything in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, fair enough. And you don't want something depressing on the island with you. So. No, because I've already yeah. got more eye carry, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would your film choice be? My See, I, <laughs> I was quite stuck with this okay. because I had the choice of showgirls, right, yeah. which I decided, no, that's a cult classic. Right. We have to keep it. <laughs> but then my problem I had was is that it was the whole Twilight saga. <laughs> right. Well, I'll give you the box, Can I have the box set. You don't have to pick Thank one. you. Yeah, yeah, that counts Cheers. as one. It's the yeah. whole box set then of Twilight. <laughs> it's so horrendous. <laughs> the acting is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And I, I had read the books before. Okay, so you were invested. You do actually like it before. I wouldn't say that. The books are obviously like fan fiction so when i was in school we were like very much into fan fiction stuff so okay. like when twilight came out it was like oh fan fiction yeah and i'm very much into like marvel stuff and dcs are like outside worlds kind of things so i would occasionally like venture into like werewolves like buffy buffy was a cult mm. classic so it was angel so i was like maybe it's going to be like this mm. and i read the books so i was like okay the books are all right they're very much aimed at like teenage, lovely dovey kind of vibes. And it's very much an innocent, oh, we're in love, we have to get married, then we can have sex kind of vibe. Whereas the films was just bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> and the scene where they do eventually have sex, I actually watched it in a cinema with my one of my best friends. And I don't know why we went to watch in the cinema. We spent money on this. But I think it was Dawning Break, part one. And there was kids who were like 11, 12 in the cinema. Mm. And the scene was so awkward <laughs> that I literally was just like drowning in my seat. Because it was <laughs> so awkward. And I know they were dating in real life at the time that it was filmed. Mm. But you couldn't tell. Because there was no sexual chemistry in this at all. It was just real bad acting. And I don't understand how it made so much money. Yeah, it's almost like they kind of thought, well, lots of teenagers are going to be into this, so we don't need to try that hard. You know, so you still make it good anyway. You know, even if you are just kind of... Same with, like, Lewis Capaldi. I know that lots of teenagers are going to buy it, whatever, but still make it good. But it was so hot, it was so bad that... It comes on now, like on like normal TV. I have to laugh every time it comes on. It comes on. I would just maybe switch over the channel. I'm like, oh, Twilight's on. <laughs> switch it over. <laughs> just because it's just so bad. Am I right? Is this the one where like they're vampires, but to sort of make it less creepy, like they don't eat people, like they only like drink animal blood or something? Yeah, so it's the Cullen family. It just seems like such a like massive gap in the in the idea of what a vampire is because it's like 
if I need a blood transfusion, like I know that sometimes they're like, oh, a pig's heart can be used as a replacement for a human heart if you, you know, in certain things, or they can use bits of like animals to help in sort of like, um, what do you call yeah. transplants and stuff. But like, if we could just swap animal blood, if it was the same, trans, you know, there'd be no need to donate blood because we'd have loads yeah. of it all the time. It's like such a huge, like, oh, we don't want to turn anyone off, you know, because we want to, like, fall in love with this character. And if they're, like, killing and murdering humans to drink their blood, we can't. Oh, let's just pretend it's okay to drink animal blood. It's like, no, no, that's not how vampires work. That's, like, the main thing about a fucking vampire is that they drink people's blood, yeah. human people's blood. And, like, just because you want me to fall in love with this guy doesn't mean you can just rewrite the concept of what they are. It's so, it's so stupid because they, the way they portrayed Edward, who was Robert Patterson, mm. is that he's just, like, he's so, like, romantic. He's so old school. And they every time they, like, put a close-up on him, he's just, like, so innocent-faced and it's, like, this boy next door mm. that you're meant to fall in love with him. And I literally laugh every time <laughs> just because it's so bad. It hurts my yeah. soul how bad it is. <laughs> and the acting, like, I feel sorry for them because obviously they were young. It was their first major roles. But it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I wouldn't feel that bad for him. I mean, he would have got paid pretty well. You know, he's famous. Got to go out with FKA Twigs. I mean, he's had, he's done all right. I don't think we need yeah. to feel that. And now he's Batman. Yeah, so, you know, I think he's having an all right time of it. <laughs> you know, he seems to be having quite a laugh. I know, but I feel like... If he looks back at this film, this film is going to haunt him for life. And that's the thing, like, same with the, like, the Harry Potter films. They're going to haunt them for life. But at least with the Harry Potter films, they I've never seen them, but I've heard they're good. Whereas the Twilight ones, it's just bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress this enough. It's like, they just, they're so, some of the scenes as well is portrayed so stupidly. And the last film is when they have the baby and the baby is so like CGI'd oh, fake and it's scary, like horror scary. Like, why does the baby look so scary? Yeah, that's not meant to be the bit that's scary in the vampire story, it's just like a normal, baby. yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well, you're stuck with them. Um, yeah, as I say, I'm going to give you the whole box set so you can really sort of, just as you sort of think one's better than the other, you kind of go, No, actually, they're all shit, so you can just. It's something to discuss with Mariah Carey. Okay, now, Sakisa, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? The animal I've decided to pick, mm. this might have controversy, but it's a cat. Yeah, popular choice, in fact. Is it? No, okay. So you don't need to feel bad. <laughs> I just think cats are dicks. <laughs> yeah. They are. They just... I had a cat um, in Barbados and... Mm -hmm. The cat just was such a dick. It would just come around whenever it wanted to. It would ask for food, scream when you didn't give it food. And I'm like, you wasn't here yesterday when I put out food. Where did you go? You could be cheating on me with someone else. Mm. That makes no sense. I've got a friend who, this is the other thing I hear about cats. And mainly also it's the same with dogs, but they seem to have such a following on social media and I mm. don't understand why like my friend he had like probably like 1,500 followers on Instagram and as soon as he put his cap on Instagram it it's now shot up to like 36,000 that's mad that's insane and I'm just like your Instagram is no longer about you it is about your cat yeah yeah and it's not like you know like I've got a cat I like cats but like I've, I've sort of seen them you know like I don't need to <laughs> It's not like a rare animal. You know, like I've got a mate who, you know, has a parrot and occasionally puts pictures of that on Instagram. You're like, oh, right. Well, it's it's interesting. You know, it can do tricks. It's like a thing I've never seen before. You know, like but I've seen cat. Like I've got a cat. And then if I look outside my house, there's like another five on my road. It's not like, oh, my God, on the Internet. You can find videos of cats. Yeah. Dude, we've fucking seen them. There's a reason there's no Attenborough programs on cats. <laughs> Like, my next door neighbour has a cat, and then you leave the house, and the cat's just in your way, and the cat <laughs> the cat doesn't want to move. Mm. The cat's giving you attitude, like, it's my, this is my area. It's yeah. a public area. Can you move out my way? And the cat literally won't move, and it's, it's just, like, such a dick. And it will just yeah. stare at you 
and you're like, what are you staring at? What do you want from me? Yeah. And it would it will give you evils, and that's the thing with cats; they're very good at giving you evils. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Whereas dogs are not. I see my cat. I've you know I've raised him since he was a kitten. I've had him for like eight years, and still he'll behave like in a dickish way. Like, and sometimes it's like overtly dickish like if i try and move him off the bed like where i'm about to change the baby or something he'll like scratch me other times it's just like just making me look bad like so he'll sit on a front window and i'll, I'll be watching telly and like oh you want to come in okay and i have to get up maybe like, i've got a sleeping baby on me and i don't want to wake him up but i mm. get up try and let him in and he just sort of stares at me like i want to come in oh, for fuck's sake all right fine stop looking at me then and i'll close the door again and he'll be sitting there and as soon as one of our neighbors comes by he's like yeah like really like heartfelt meow like i can't get in i'm stuck and sometimes they'll come and knock on my door and be like oh i think your cat wants to get in i was like no he's just being a prick oh now he'll come in i've I've opened the door three times and he's not you know he's just blanked me and now someone comes yeah. in and like, i can't get in my house like fucking yeah. hell just their attention stop showing me up like i've got a lot on at the minute okay i'm tired <laughs> They are attention seekers. They're massive attention seekers. And I just don't understand what their, where their attitude comes from. Mm. Maybe they've been watching too much Mariah Carey, yeah. too much Diva programs. Maybe, maybe. It's just, it's just such a... And I know they're meant to be loners and they're meant to be like, mm. do whatever they want to. But they, they do stupid things like... I remember being at my friend's house. I was cat-sitting and I stayed there overnight and the cat i woke up and the cat was on my head <laughs> why is that comfortable yeah. i don't know how that's comfortable yeah. and i i left the cat and then came went outside and came back in like five hours later and there was another cat in the house and i was like are you having a cat party yeah. <laughs> up in here <laughs> just having a big old cat party yeah. and i was just like you can't be having a little cat party this is not your house <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? Also, an animal that, like, I know you could say that humans hate each other and the things we do to each other, but we can also get along all right as well. But an animal that hates every other every other individual in its species is not really to be trusted. Like, they see one other cat and they're like, fuck off. You know, it's like, it's quite an yeah. odd thing. And they're just, like, bringing rats and rodents. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I don't want to see that. Thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, then your island is overrun with cats then. And, you know, them, along with all the other things you've picked, makes for a thoroughly unpleasant environment, I think. So well done. You've fulfilled the brief uh, very well. So thank you for doing that today. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know, as a stand up, uh, you know, comedians have a bit of a tough time over the last year with gigs being cancelled and everything being shut. Uh, but things are looking up a little bit. Where's the best place for us to sort of keep up to date with what you're up to at the minute? Uh, you can come on my website, which is www.sakisacomedy.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, which is Twix Comedy. Twix like the chocolate. <laughs> Not because I'm black, but <laughs> there's another reason why I'm called Twix. But uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. And then hopefully when live shows come back up and running, I will have a list of when I'm performing. Mm-hmm. And as uh, you were recently on the Jonathan Ross uh, comedy show as well. I can't remember the proper name. But it, yes. <laughs> but, you know, if you type I in was, that, you'll find a, it. Yeah, Jonathan Ross Comedy Club. You'll find you. It's on Instagram. Not Instagram. It's on uh, YouTube. Yeah. So you'll find it on YouTube. Uh, the lovely clip. It was fun. Nice one. Great. No, it was really good. It's really good. So thank you uh, for joining us today on Desert Island Dicks. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun.